you have an actual mechanism in your brain okay part of it is called the hypothalamus in fact the hypothalamus is the actual switch in the brain that either switches on success failure or something else okay neutral success failure or neutral now the hypothalamus is connected to a whole bunch of other stuff your amygdala your hippocampus all your memories your imagination uh unconscious subconscious memories memories passed down from generations everything that's ever happened to you in your life it, it, it's got it's connected to all kinds of stuff but the hypothalamus is the final decision maker okay and it is constantly scanning like your smartphone or iPad or whatever whatever that is for you it's constantly scanning to see if it picks up one of three signals. And based on which of those three signals it picks up, it flips the switch corresponding to that particular signal. And one signal it's looking for is a fear signature, a fear frequency, a fear thought, feeling, belief in your memories, etc. Okay, so if the hypothalamus picks in up, if the hypothalamus in your brain picks up a fear-based signal, it flips the mechanism in your brain to this. <clears throat> and here's what it does in the rest of your body once that switch is flipped. It dumbs you down, it literally sucks away a significant percentage of your IQ. Okay, it makes you sick. First thing it does is suppress or turn off your immune system. Okay, well, I, I've asked about 200 medical doctors over the last 19 years if your immune system is working perfectly, is it possible for you to get sick? So far, knock on wood, the answer of every single one of them, 100%, is no. If your immune system's working perfectly, you can't get sick. All right? Well, the first thing this signal does in the brain is turn your immune system off or down, which means unless you come out of that state, unless the mechanism in your brain quits receiving that frequency, your immune system's going to stay down and you will get sick. The only question is when. It drains your energy. That's the number one complaint I've heard from people for 30 years in counseling and therapy and then in natural health is, oh, I'm just tired all the time. Okay? You want to know why? Because when the hypothalamus picks up at the fear-based frequency or signal from internally, not externally, what's happening in your circumstances, internally, primarily from your amygdala, emotional center, hippocampus, and memory banks. Okay? When it picks that up, it sends a message to the pituitary gland, which then sends a message to the adrenal gland to release adrenaline and cortisol. Alright? Well, why? What's that for? Well, that's so you can fight harder, 
or run faster to get away from an imminent threat. Someone chasing you with a knife or an 18-wheeler about to pull over on you or something like that. It's supposed to happen once or twice a year. And then we're in fight or flight for 15 minutes and then right back into physiological peace. Okay? Experts say it's happening 5 to 30 times a day now to the average person. We're living there where we are not built to live there. Okay? So when the hypothalamus picks up that signal, it releases adrenaline and cortisol, which is great and even life-saving if you are in a life or death situation. But if you're not, you go into adrenaline cortisol overdose, which is also called crash. And now you feel like a noodle. You feel like I have no energy at all. And as you stay in this state in your brain, because your hypothalamus keeps picking up the fear signal, you become tireder and tireder as more adrenaline and cortisol is released, but without, without burning it off through saving your life, um, running, fighting, pulling the car over, etc. Okay? So, if you're tired all the time, very good chance you're here. Suppresses your immune system. We already talked about that. Increases pain, or if you don't have pain, can start pain. Okay? Raises your blood pressure. Closes your cells. Dr. Bruce Lipton from Stanford Medical School a uh, friend of mine, cellular biologist there, <clears throat> out writing books now and on the lecture tour. But Dr. Lipton says that every one of our trillions of cells at any given time are in one of two modes. They're either open or closed. If a cell is open, it does the job it's supposed to do. It gets rid of waste. It takes in oxygenation, ionization, nutrition, uh, it grows, it reproduces, it cooperates. It's a great cell contributing to our success, happiness, health. If it's a closed cell, however, because the hypothalamus has picked up a fear signature frequency from internally, if it does that, it, then it sends out a signal to close the cells. Why? Because it believes in error that there's an attack coming, so we need to batten down the hatches. When a cell closes, if it stays closed, it cannot get rid of waste. It cannot bring in nutrition, ionization, oxygenation. It quits cooperating with other cells. It quits doing its job. It quits reproducing. And before it dies, the odds skyrocket that it will manifest a disease gene that it never would have manifested any other way. It never would have manifested if the cell was open and working the way it's supposed to. It only happens when the cell is closed. So Dr. Lipton explains this as the only way you can get cancer or diabetes or Alzheimer's or any disease. And 
200 out of 200 medical doctors say if your immune system is not suppressed, you cannot get sick. It's just not going to happen. All right? So it closes your cells, destroys relationships. Why? Because what comes from fear is irritation, anger, frustration, unforgiveness, rejection, all this stuff that makes us hard to live with and cranky and irritable and hurt that person that we really want to be in a loving relationship with. Okay? So it, over time it destroys relationships, causes every negative emotion or feeling known to man, causes you to do, this is sort of the bottom line, causes you to do everything you do. You hear that? It causes you to do everything you do from a negative perspective. Even if you paint on a happy face to be socially acceptable. Which, by the way, that causes tremendous internal stress to be feeling frustration or anger and force yourself to smile and act like you have good feelings. Okay? Boy, that'll drain your energy in no time. Stress you out. Okay. So, here's what the failure response does. And this has been operating in you since you were alive. Your entire life. It operates in you while you're asleep. It's 24-7. Okay, and as I said before, this is supposed to happen only when we are in imminent danger of being killed right now in just the next 15 minutes. That's the only way this is ever supposed to happen. And then, once we're out of danger, it immediately dissipates. We burned up the cortisol and adrenaline in the emergency, and we're right back to a state of peace, health, happiness, etc. All right? Unfortunately, over thousands of years of devolution in our memories, that's not what's happening at all. The latest research says about 50% of what we believe has happened to us in our life from our memories is in error. It never happened. Or it never happened that way. Okay, 50% in one article by uh, Scientific American, it says what experts wish you knew about your memories, and that is it would be more accurate to call them illusions than it would memories. The way we define memory and illusion. All right, memory being kind of like taking a picture or videotape of it and then just rewatching the tape. Well, most people think that's what their memories are like. No way! What, in fact, they say it's really more accurate to call them an illusion based on how we define illusion. What does that mean? It means that for most people, all day, every day, your unconscious mind is coming to the wrong conclusion based on Facts and data that have errors in them, that are full of errors. And almost all of those errors are fear-based. If, if most people are going into that failure response 
five to 30 times a day or even just living there, man, that's a pretty, <laughs> that, that doesn't sound like a good deal, does it? Okay, well, it's not. And you were, but, it, but it's not just it's not a good deal. You were never intended to live there. Okay, this is a malfunction in you. And it was in me, and it was in hope, and it was in almost everyone I've worked with over the last 30 years. As my friend, Dr. Carolyn Leaf said in her best-selling book, we have zero mechanisms for the negative. If you're experiencing a negative continually, it's always a malfunction. If you're experiencing these in your life, and it is not a life or death in the next little bit of time situation, you're malfunctioning, okay? And I can't wait to share with you how you can stop malfunctioning and start peak performing, okay? So there is an alternative, and it's the success switch in the brain, also controlled by the hypothalamus. If the hypothalamus picks up a love-based signature, and everything that you would consider positive is a love-based signature. It comes from a root of love. Joy, peace, uh, patience, delayed gratification, acceptance, caring, forgiveness, encouragement, all of those things, humility, all of those things come from a root of love. So when the hypothalamus in the brain picks up a success signal signature, not from external, but from internal, from your amygdala, hippocampus, your memory banks, going back generations, when it picks up that love-based signature, it flips a different switch, and here's what happens when that switch gets flipped. It enhances relationships without you even trying. In fact, you won't know, man, why are we getting so much closer? I don't feel like I'm doing anything different. But if you were to ask that other person, they would say, oh, goodness gracious, something is very different about them. All right? Uh, after Hope kicked me out of the house, which is uh, sort of around, it was through that that I discovered the greatest principle, or at least got on that path, Okay, um, but when that happened, I was doing everything I thought was right to take me to success. But I was failing in everything in my life, and I'll tell you a little more about that later. Okay, but when the, when the love-based energy signature signal is picked up by the hypothalamus, it flips this mechanism on, and it in you end up with enhanced relationships, increased parental bonding, meaning better parent-child relationship, results in love, joy, peace, every positive emotion and feeling known to man, every positive uh, thought known to man, love, joy, peace, etc. type thoughts. It reduces stress, 
increases your immune function to where you can't get sick or it's very, very difficult, lowers your blood pressure, counteracts addiction and withdrawal. I've had several clients who came to me for for drug or alcohol addictions and when we finished doing the work with them, they went through no withdrawal, getting off that chemical. And that was, according to the experts, not possible. They would have to go through withdrawal. Maybe not. Stimulates the release of human growth hormone. This is a cool one. Would you like to get younger instead of older? That's what this one does. Increases trust and wise judgment. Modulates appetite, healthy digestion, metabolism. So you start to uh, go toward your ideal weight without diet or exercise necessarily. Promotes healing, stimulates relaxation, stimulates non-stress energy. Now these two together are fabulous because what it means is when you need loads of energy, you've got it. When you want to sit down and relax for a couple hours, you can do it no problem. Your mind's not racing, you're not fe you don't feel all hyped up. So whichever and whatever is appropriate during your day, you can do it no problem. Stimulates higher neurological activity. Remember in the failure response, your IQ is literally sucked away. With this one, your IQ is increased and magnified. And then the last one opens cells, opens cells that are closed. Remember Dr. Lipton and the open and closed cell that are at the root of almost all of our health problems. In fact, I think he says it is all of them, okay? Well, open cells, because you're out of stress mode, your body is going to this mode, okay? Well, how many of you see these as the normal, regular way you feel and what your life experience is day in, day out, on average. Does that describe you pretty well? Or, sorry, does this describe you more? What's true of most people is they have some of these Sorry. And some of these. Well, that's great. Let's keep the ones of these you have and get rid of the ones of these that are operating in you. And I'm going to show you exactly how to do that in your life through the spiritual laws. Let me ask you one other question before we get off of this. Which of these two would you want for your children? Which of these two would you want for your spouse, your father, mother, brother, sister, anyone that you care about? 
Well, silly question. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I mean, this is basically a life of misery. Especially if there's another choice, and it is a choice. Okay. Why am I here? By the way, this picture of me was taken uh, last few months. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, that was quite a while ago, okay? I need to get an updated picture, don't I? Um, why am I here? Okay, got to get personal now. I've been married to Hope for almost 34 years. It'll be 34 years in just a few months here. 33 years and change now. When we got married, we did um, marriage counseling voluntarily. And I mean marriage counseling you had to pay for. We paid for it and did it voluntarily. We took personality tests and had experts explain to us where we might have issues and strengths and things to look for and all that. For dates, we would read the same book separately, both underlining and making notes, and then on our date, we would discuss our point of view about things from the book. They were almost all about relationships, okay? So when we said I do, we thought we were about as prepared as anyone had ever been and we were going to be happily ever after, you know, with the picket fence and three kids and a Labrador retriever and we believed that, you know. Now, we were young and dumb too in some ways, but we believed that. Less than a year and a half later, uh, Hope said, Alex, I need to talk to you. Now, she had said that hundreds of times, okay? Uh, probably said it once a day, maybe, or every other day at least, okay? About something. Alex, I need to talk to you. But... As soon as she said this one, I knew it was different. Still to this day, don't know how I knew. Was it tone of voice? Was it inflection? Was it, it, it didn't seem like that, but maybe so. But something was different. So I said, sure, sure, cool. What do you want to talk about? She uh, couldn't look me in the eye. She was fidgeting, uh, looking down at her feet, looking down at the floor, and then her chin started to quiver. And finally, she said, Alex, I need you to leave the house. I cannot stand to live with you another day. <laughs> 